Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swigoy Gaming. My name's Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and as always, I am joined by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What's up, FAM? How we doing? What's up? Doing Hello. good. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I'm I'm so distracted because uh, Sean opened a collector's booster and all he's doing is putting them up to the webcam, but they're all blurry. So it's even more fun for me to try and decipher, <laughs> okay, what alternate art version of this type of thing am I looking at? Ooh, that looks fancy. What is that? Gravebreaker Lamia. I like it. I like it. We're breaking graves, Are you taking names. Graveyard? <laughs> Uh, when Gravebreaker Lamia enters the battlefield, search your library for a card, put it into your graveyard, then shuffle. Ooh. You, you used to escape cards. Escape. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And then they cost less mana when they're in their graveyard. Oh, that's fancy. Putting them down now because I was getting distracted. It's true. You have to escape from those cards, much like we would use well, that escape mechanic. Is there a skill captain in that pack? Yeah, it's uh, one of those like premium packs, or maybe it was... I have like 15 foils here of like, Is that a I don't modern know where card? from, but like I have a foil Avon Mind Sensor, a foil Hakdos, a foil Renata. I don't know where I got them from, but they're sitting on my desk and there's 15 of them. So I'm guessing they all came from one pack. Huh. Huh. That's, that is interesting. I was going to say, what, Drux, Druxville Captain, what's that from? What's like that? Like Avacyn or something? Like... It's like plus one, plus one to Spirits. Yeah, plus one, plus one to spirits, and they have hexproof. Ooh. Yeah. And it's like from this set. What is that, Dark Ascension? It's blurry dots. Yeah, that's the blurry ascension. And this and this Not conversation better. is becoming a blurry descension into madness for everybody. Is it and better if I hold it back, like, upside yes. down? Like, maybe you can, like, set better? Yeah, perfect. Well, we know what Sean's been up to for the past several hours, uh, but I need to know what everyone else has been up to besides looking at blurry magic cards. So, Conan Hawk, let's start with you. How was your week in magic? Uh, it's been all right. Um, basically, just trying to learn this new standard, and um, obviously uh, the way that it starts is always kind of like, you know, the, the decks that were good yesterday are not good tomorrow, and and so just trying to keep up and, you know, learn to see what what is the most powerful thing to be doing and in your opinion what is the most powerful thing to be doing um loris was really good this last weekend uh the so like small creatures like high synergies so my assumption is is decks like fires maybe karuga fires or possibly some sort of control deck would be good this week um and then if you want to stay ahead of the game if people are, are, are bringing their control decks to the weekend then maybe you want to be doing something that can kind of go over them, and maybe you can do, um, I don't know, like like some sort of big value style deck um, that dodges the the, the Graft Digger's Cages and the Cry of the Carnariums and stuff like that that people want to be playing. Ooh, that sounds interesting. I think uh, I think there'll be plenty. I'm interested to see right now. You know what? Right now, it seems like a lot of decks from this past standard plus some companions. And so it's going to be interesting for me to see, like, what, what starts to evolve, <laughs> uh, what starts to mutate uh, and, and kind of uh, and come out of the next couple of weeks, which would be interesting to me. And Caroline, how was your week? Uh, my week was fun. I uh, played a little bit of Magic on Saturday, um, but Saturday was actually kind of insane. Uh, we did, Eric and I casted a tournament together, and then after that, uh, like I had dinner and such, and then we I did a charity stream with the house. So 
it was a pretty busy and then like the morning I was like setting up some stuff for the charity stream and just so it was kind of a busy day a little overwhelmed at the end of the day just sometimes when I'm when you have to be like on for so long it's pretty uh hard to chill and relax and so that was that was fun but but busy and then on Sunday I was like okay I'm not gonna play any magic then I got up at 7 a.m to play the pioneer challenge <laughs> I think I finished six and two or five and two yeah I think it was five and two it was seven rounds you uh, that was fun oh, I played um I played the odd gruel fairly odd gruel is what the deck was called <laughs> um so, so it was like all the good gruel things with oddish the or that's not what it's called obish <laughs> it should have been called oddish but it's called obish what's the companion that allows you to have odd things that do double damage so pretty cool had a blast with that I also play the Lotus Box tournament. Uh, so Lotus Box is starting a cool thing. It's called the Lotus Box League. Uh, you have to be a Patreon or a Twitch subscriber. This is new and kind of interesting to me because uh, they're both $5 technically. <laughs> uh, but on Twitch subscriber, you could use Amazon Prime. So technically, you could get be getting entry to these tournaments for free. Uh, pretty sick. Um, you, I don't think they're... I, I think they're weekly, but honestly, I didn't check. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, but it sounds like they're going to be Sunday tournaments... Uh, and there's going to be a leaderboard of points, and they're all going to lead to an invitational at the end, or something. I don't know what they're calling it. They're all going to lead to something at the end. Uh, the points you get one point for participating, three points for going X and three, and uh, six points for going X and two. So those are all the non-top eight points. And then there's a varying degree of points in the top eight, but I didn't look. Um, so I was actually six and one going into the last two rounds, and then I lost, and then I lost. So it was like kind of kind of a bummer uh, i played a mono black deck so um i haven't been playing super close attention to standard it had been a busy weekend it was pretty fresh there's not been a ton of ways to get data just basically browsing twitter um and i had played a tournament where i was like oh i don't know what to play so i played this guy deck and it was fun and it was hilarious and then everyone's like ah it sucks and so they beat the guy deck um and then i was like oh i guess i'll play this red black Crokey's deck. Crokey's is like often a person who like posts his deck list, and I was like, I like red black. Okay, I'll just play this this Luros red black deck. So I had it all registered for the tournament. I went to make tea. I went to make breakfast, etc. Um, Sean, I see you saying I'm talking too long. It's fine. <laughs> and then, as when I came back at like ten to ten minutes before the tournament started, I see a tweet from Andre Andre Strowski that says. That says I'm playing this mono black deck, and the mono black deck was very similar to the Luros deck I was playing, but it was mono black, and the curve the curve was like a little better, and the colors were obviously a lot better when it's the mono black deck. And I was like, oh, I'm this is my jam. So I switched to the mono black deck, and in the tweet he said, oh hey, this is from my friend Nathan, who's also my friend. So I messaged Nathan. I was like, Nathan, I'm playing your deck today in the tournament. Like I'm so excited. This deck is gas. And he's like, yeah, I'm number two on the ladder right now. Um, I'm like, can I have an update? Or he said, do you want an updated list? And I was like, yeah, of course. So he gives me the list. Then he's like, oh, shoot, I messed up. And like, I'm trying to register all these changes. And then every time he tells me to change, he's like, no, no, I meant something else. Oh, shoot. And I'm like, like milliseconds before the tournament started. And I'm trying to like get changes in. And he goes, make sure, you don't add those Liliana's triumphs. They're bad. Make sure you add Myers or make sure you add grasp to your sideboard. Add three. So I type in, I go Myers grasp sideboard enter submit <laughs> and i just like it was so oh, good so i send him a screenshot and he goes no i meant noxious grasp <laughs> <laughs> that's so a noxious, slight a, slight miscalculation 
So just to clarify, Noxious Grasp is two mana, instant, destroy target, green or white creature. You gain two life. Uh, Myers Grasp is two mana, enchantment, target creature gets minus three, minus three. It's really funny because I think in that moment, obviously I messed up based on his direction, but as he started playing for six more hours as I was playing too, he messaged me at the end and was like, wow, Myers Grasp is really good. <laughs> because it comes back with Luros. Luros returns something each turn. So if you have Deadweight and Myers Grasp, you're just having a blast. <laughs> um, so I was really proud of myself for accidentally <laughs> creating something that I think is actually really good. Uh, anyway, I had a great time. I'm sorry it was so long, um, but I really enjoyed. I enjoyed being part of a deck that was that is growing in the community. It is currently black-white. Um, I will say my first round opponent was Robert uh, something who ended up winning the tournament. <laughs> he it was pretty funny. He, he kept my um, tiebreakers up so high because I actually got I got a loss in round one, but my tiebreakers were actually really good because he just kept winning. He won the whole thing. So uh, he was playing black-white. Um, and I think his deck is better than the mono black deck in some ways, but they play temples. So it's like really awkward in a in an aggro deck to play a tap land. But I don't know, it was really fun. And I just wanted to share that mono black is the truth. I love that. I, and I also love just the, uh, what, 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 would, what would we call it? Serendipity of just like, uh, uh, okay, putting this thing and realizing you technically made a mistake, but then you'll go, oh wait, oh wait, this is freaking awesome. And then you it's, just kind of put it It's really good. good. Have you ever just cast a free Myers Grasp for the rest of the game? Like, I have I have not, but I'm looking forward to the opportunity. It was it was a blast. And I know I, I'm seeing Sean's pensive face, and it's not over the length that Caroline was discussing. It's that there is a moment during Caroline's speech where Sean had a look on his face because he realized that he thought he used his weakened magic on his shiny cards. <laughs> When he right. had other things to talk about in his weekend magic, and I'm sitting here, it's like, it's like, oh wait, do I? Get, nope, sorry, kid, sorry, kid, you got, you get once through, and then you're done. That's all we get. No, Sean. Besides shiny cards, I'm sure there was actually many other things that happened this past week, and really this weekend, because we filmed the last, uh, we recorded the last uh, podcast like on a on a Friday, uh, for for all the you know reasons and things that were going on there. So tell me, how was your week or weekend in magic? I just want to say that if my whole segment had given up for describing what Gravebreaker Lamia does, I would have been okay with that. But well, then <laughs> we're moving was... on. Uh, we're... <laughs> yeah. My uh, weekend was pretty good. On Saturday, we had our charity stream. Um, that went, I would say, swimmingly. We didn't really have any issues, which was like nice. I mean, <clears throat> over the course of twenty-four hours, I was awake and you know paying attention for most of it and i didn't really have anyone like miss their shot or miss their slot or anything like that so we had good coverage the entire day and then we hit 340 dollars within like the first eight hours so that was really awesome so we met our goal um and then we had the last little bit of the stream finish out and that was super awesome so that went really well and then um today i spent about i think i spent a grand total of six hours playing arena today playing Blue white control. What and... you know? <laughs> I know. Shocker. Um, I, I was just like I had played like the, is it cycling deck? I played Garuda. I played Luris. I played a couple different decks, and I was just like, there's a sweet blue white list that won one of the Channel Fireball tournaments. So I was just like, I'll just give this a shot, and I ended up going on a huge run. I went uh, ended up with a record of right now I'm 14 and three, uh, but when I stopped playing earlier, I was 12 and two. So uh, pretty good streak. With blue white, I'll keep playing it for a little bit, but um, I'm actually liking the standard. It's nice that a control deck 
feels reasonable. I mean, I'm undefeated against a couple of the big decks, so that's really nice. But um, overall, Magic is pretty good. I mean, I didn't really play too much competitive Magic until today. So um, next couple of days, I'll be playing more of this deck. But other than that, it's been pretty good so far. Yeah, it's been it's been a fun time, and I will say, yeah, doing the charity stream this past weekend was a, a whole bunch of fun. I got to basically like play the host as we had members from the Magic: The Gathering team and the Hearthstone team, uh, <laughs> really, you know, not competing a team to team because it was really every person for themselves. But yeah. uh, we played a lot of Jackbox games and played like Quiplash and we played Trivia Murder Party. And it was so much fun. It Holy was a cow. it was a good amount of fun because for a lot of the answers, you could readily te- you could readily tell with some of the answers that people provided, exactly what team they were on. <laughs> you could look at the answer and say, oh, okay, that's a pretty, that's a pretty matter-of-fact answer with minimal, like, it's it, the hilarity is in how blunt it is. Okay, that's a Magic, that's a magic Team member's uh, answer right there. And then some of the others, you know, it was, all, it was just all over the place. But also we had folks from all over the globe. You know, we had folks from the U.S. of A. We had some friends across the pond over in the U.K. and uh, the Ukraine. Uh, participating as well, and we raised over $300 for the United Nations Foundation. It was uh, overall a very, very successful uh, 24-hour stream, and many thanks to uh, to you, Sean, and to you too, Caroline, for helping out, putting all that good stuff together. And uh, Conan Hawk, I want to especially thank you for some of your wonderful Quiplash answers. Hey, I want to be known that I think I, did, I might not have gotten last in any of them, in the trivia, I got I got last, but in the quiplash, I didn't get last, and I won the last one. There was a question of what does a caveman wake up at night afraid of, and someone put something really cheeky and uh, you know kind of uh, hilarious, and then the next answer was from Conan Hawk, and the answer was erosion. That's it, it. It, it, that, that is a serious issue if you live in a cave. It's true. It's I'm true. just saying. <laughs> Oh, and he won. Don't ever, and he don't won. Ever change. And he don't won. Change. Play, I don't know if he won that round, did he? I don't remember. Hey, you play to your audience, man. That's what you do. You always, <laughs> always play to your audience. And I know that uh, I'm going to play to my audience because, uh, well, the audience that is in front of me right now are my co-hosts, and uh, a good handful of us uh, did the um, the set roulette hosted by the Mythic Society, which was uh, a really, really awesome event. That involved, uh, you know, six different magic sets and a, a really cool format. And Conan Hawk, why don't you kind of give us the rundown of, of as one of the commentators of that event, uh, kind of what the event was and the what we learned from those six unique uh, classes that were, or those six unique uh, blocks that we were kind of working with. This is why he's taking some time. He's probably looking the sets up so he can't talk about it. He's nodding his head. Yes, this might get edited out, but it's probably, no, it won't. It's probably <laughs> going at the end of the podcast. All right. So, uh, yeah, we had the privilege of covering uh, the Mythic Society's uh, the uh, set roulette cha- like challenge. Uh, it was super awesome. So for those that don't know about it, basically... Uh, Pascal Maynard is the, one of the people that is part of the Mythic Society, like puts on all these things. And it's one of their favorite sets of all time, um, or, or I shouldn't say sets, one of their form- favorite formats of all time, sorry. Um, and basically you get to create your own like standard, right? You're, you're in a, you, you pick some, uh, you pick five, it looks like, five sets, and then also a core set. And then you get to build with the cards in that. And the sets for this time, we had Urza Saga, we had Kanzatar Kier, 
we had Dark Ascension, we had Plane Shift, we have Dragon's Maze, and we have M19. Um, so with that, like, it's just kind of all over the place. And uh, it was like really, really cool to see exactly how everybody got to their decks, like what was available. And um, yeah, it was just like, it was really cool. Um, I don't want to you know, obviously we're going to, we're going to kind of talk about some of the decks later. So, you know, this is the, this is the time where we're not allowed to talk about the thing that we were going to talk about in a little bit. Um, but, uh, but basically I, I thought like it was just a really, really cool exercise in deck building. Um, and like, um, Zv Moschwitz came on and also gave out, uh, prizes for like the best constructed deck, the best, like, like coolness deck, like the, the one that just like won on the cool scale and uh yeah and, and then there was uh one more award and i um for the life of me can't remember what it is so i'm sorry for that last one it was but. kind of like best deck that wasn't the best deck like that like the person who constructed uh like the most sound deck that maybe didn't like didn't make the top eight or you know wasn't you know the strongest deck out there yeah yeah and it was like really cool to hear zv's point of view on you know why this deck was cool because like you could just like throw a bunch of like you know pile of cards and in, into a deck and be like yeah this is gonna work and then it doesn't work and then so like zv was like i wanted to find a really cool deck that actually functioned and um and like so he did that and then he was like with the the gruel deck he ended up finding was just like you know um he was like yeah this is like really cool i think there's like a certain things i would change but i think that like the idea is really here um and like he gave reasons why for like sideboard cards and like main deck like interactions and stuff like that um so i thought that was really cool and yeah so i mean i thought overall it was just you know you get to you get to like brew these decks you get to play it in a small tournament and you just like the format never gets old right because like next time they're actually running another constructed uh set roulette the next time these aren't going to be the sets like you're not going to get these same combination of sets right so like next time it's just going to be a completely different format so um yeah hopefully hopefully this just keeps going and you know we get to see a bunch of awesome cool formats that we never never actually have ever seen before and caroline from from being the other uh co-host of that event you know this was this was in magic online obviously it was not in arena for obvious reasons of the sets uh so there was a little bit of a challenge of just being like okay what is it like to 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 stream you know moto on this thing instead you know we found out some spots but there were some really cool decks that came along with this especially in in the top eight but we did a lot of different rounds what stood out to you about uh, the decks and also like casting this type of event um, the thing i found pretty interesting was just how many people found the zombies deck i was quite surprised like i didn't really take a ton of time to think of like what decks would be good but I was trying to think, like, how people would go about this, like, deck-building challenge. Um, and it's pretty interesting, like, I don't know, there you, you just cannot net deck in any way, right? Like, there's no tournament out there that holds the deck list for this. You have to brew. And so it's pretty impressive for so many people to find the same deck. I do understand that in the Scryfall, it probably showed you, like, a decent amount of zombies. And you're like, oh, cool, zombies is a thing. So I understand that, I guess, if you take some time, it's likely that you have gotten there. Um, but I think it shows um, kind of an old thing that used to happen. It doesn't really happen anymore, but when new sets used to come out and then the first Pro Tour for that new set, a lot of the testing used to be done before the cards were even legal in Moto or legal on Arena or before Arena even existed. 
And so what you would have is people would go to these tournaments that were testing with a team and being like, hey, when we were a team, we found this cool deck. Like, fingers crossed that it's a real deck or fingers crossed that, like, nobody else found it because we think it's busted, a.k.a. Eldrazi Pro Tour. Um, and that just process doesn't happen anymore. Like, you don't really test for tournaments without getting kind of tactical feedback from other people that, hey, this is a truly a deck. Um, and I think it was impressive to see that so many people showed up with, with zombies. Um, and then there were some other really cool decks. Like, I, there was a... Well, I think it's really cool to show up with a deck that is easy to like kind of easy to find in like i don't know level one i think it's insanely impossible to show up with a deck that's level two which is what i think ended up making the finals of the of the event which is the abzan deck um the abzan deck looked just geared to eat any zombie deck that they faced um it had a lot of like just main main board answers like anifenza to it and such and then it also just was a giant abzan deck that just looked really but it had, there's one deck that just had four Blood Baron Viscopas, which is pro black white lifelink. Like, it just was so ready to eat on any zombie deck. So that was really cool to see players like that just um, take on the challenge and be like, oh, everybody's going to, like, I assume everybody will play zombies. That's already a risk that you're assuming that. And then I will build a deck that will beat that deck. That's so impressive to me. Um, and then there was, of course, like fun decks. The reanimate de reanimator decks, I think, just didn't really get there, but they were really fun. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the process of someone being like, oh, I found the best deck. Oh, I beat the best deck. That was cool. Yeah. I mean, my, I, I didn't, it didn't realize me. It didn't hit me as I was back there watching production, looking at the Abzan deck and I'm just sitting there. I was like, man, why does Caroline so like love this Abzan deck so much? Like what? I, I don't get it. It's like, yeah, a lot of people brought zombies. So obviously this dude's going to counter zombies. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. No, no, no one could actually know before this that a bunch of people were bringing zombies. And so for someone to bring an Abzan deck that was that had all of this protection from black, uh, along with some other like some side things with it, I, it was one of those things that's like, oh, oh, this person, this person took a shot and, and hit it on just to hit the nail on the head. And of course, we never really got to see whether or not they uh, won it that day uh, on Saturday because that's the wonderful thing about production and when you're working with several different people uh, that are all, some streaming on Twitch, some streaming directly through Discord, uh, some of them have better internet connections than others, uh, you just kind of have to roll with the punches when you're producing a stream like that. And so I'm on the back end, like, communicating to Conan Hawk and, and the Mighty Linguini, and I'm sitting there looking at making sure that the stream looks decent, and I'm getting all the other, like, I'm getting the deck list uh, slides ready, and I'm getting some other information, and you know, communicating with the tournament organizers and everything else that goes along with it. And everything went swimmingly. And then we got to the finals, and then all of a sudden the internet for one of the players just goes out. It just completely goes out, and then we kind of, we started casting the finals, and I think we got a few turns in and then realized, like, it was really great watching. It was a master class in vamping from Conan Hawk and, and Caroline, except for that first couple minutes when nobody realized there was internet issues, everyone was just being like, wow, they are they are taking their time with this play. They're really thinking about this early play right here. And then we realize and look, we're going, oh, oh no. Oh, this person has internet issues. And then we didn't know if it was going to get resolved or not. And because we didn't know it was going to get resolved or not, it was just kind of, you know, Pascal's on the back, you know, the tournament organizer, he's, he's running everything, trying to see if we can salvage this thing. So meanwhile, I'm sitting here going to Conan Hawk and Caroline, like, all right, we're going to throw it to y'all here we go and just kind of left them out to dry to come up with conversation and talk and my goodness 
did they? I think Conan Hawk, we filled a good, I'm going to say somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes of just, you know what, let's talk about some sets that we would bring in and Boy, let's take a look at this one this one deck that that finished dead last or anything else that was kind of a part of that. Yeah, it was it was really sweet. Um like like you said, it was it was kind of like, you know, both of us or all I guess all three of us kind of just like trying to find something uh to talk about. And uh, Caroline actually was the one that was like, What sets would you like to see in this? And it was like and I was like, Oh, okay. I guess this is where we're going. Cool. And then, um, and then I was like, "That's sweet." And then it was like, but then, it was like, obviously, the the question went back to her. And then it was, she was like, "Oh no, oh no, I've asked the wrong thing." <laughs> so we obviously had to kick it to Brasky too. But it was like, it was pretty funny. It was, uh, and then, like, and then I thought that was like actually like ridiculously smart because it was like. It, like you like you said you were like you know looking at the chat a little bit too and like the people in the chat started chatting about it and i think it like definitely did a, a great job of just kind of filling it and um so so hats off to to caroline for figuring out that uh that you know hey people people are watching this because hey. they want to see all the cool stuff listen real quick on that one that tells you how long we had to vamp because we were on a five minute delay and we could see people's answers to the question that we were asking so that's how long we were vamping even more so also, I do have some cool updates. Sorry. Um, I realized while we were chatting that we could actually figure out the results of this tournament. So the way it worked was uh, the Azen players' internet just, just stopped. For some reason, there was like the third time we featured them, but like Discord sharing just kind of broke their internet. And actually, as a fix, they tried to rejoin. So they tried to rejoin the match, like disconnect, moto, reconnect. But in a friendly match, it actually considers the match lost. Which was really unfortunate. We knew that they were taking that risk when they did it, so they did end up having like a game loss. Um, I actually am not certain that's how it played out, but that's that's from our perspective what we thought was happening. Anyway, yesterday they played the match, um, and Pascal covered it, it himself, I believe. And so the result was this Paul, the Zombies player, actually won the match, uh, which is super cool. Uh, so the, the technical winner of the Mythic Society... Set Roulette. Set Roulette. Thank you. Um, was Paul on Mono Black Zombies? Nice. Which, for being honest, I'm a little sad because I really kind of wanted the Abzam deck to win. Like, uh, oh, I needed to add this. But this is why I wanted to tell you this part. This was so cool. I was reading back our chat because I wanted to see if they said who won, but they didn't really. So what? But our, um, I think it was Stuart, right? Or was it Steve? Uh, Stuart. Okay, cause Steve and Stuart both played Abzam decks for what it's worth, so that's why I got confused. Stuart said. Um, that they had not actually played a game before the event, that they, they don't have a testing group, they didn't have anything, they just had a theory, Scryfall, and Solitaire. Those were their three words they used. I just had a theory, Scryfall, which is the, a search website if you didn't know, and Solitaire, aka, uh, we call it goldfishing, another term, which, just for what it's worth, is just fantastically amazing that someone could metagame a tournament, build a deck to beat it, all by themselves just goldfishing at their desk is so freaking amazing i was very impressed when i read that so dang hats off to the second place uh winner well we've thrown so many hats and and we're not even like halfway through the podcast so many hats have been hats thrown way through hats <laughs> sit down <laughs> go on mute we're not <laughs> sean you know, it's it's one of those things. If we had 
Caroline just left and she's back. Um, <laughs> Sean, if you know, there's going to be another set roulette in uh, in late May, and uh, if if your blue white heart uh, had its way, what core set plus other sets would you add in just to sit there and be like, mm, yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this. What are some sets you would chuck in on that one? We've actually saw. I have a group of Minnesota friends who are like diehard, like, you know, blue eye control and like we're all good friends or whatever. We've actually talked about like if we could make our dream standard set and that's what we only played, it would be um, Dragons of Tarkir and Return to Ravnica. So it was Return to Ravnica to the Dragons of Tarkir block, I think is what it was. So you get to play Six Revelation and all of the, no, it was, hold on. It's the Cons of Tarkir block. Like Black like black Jeskai and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that voice. Yep. Yeah, Jeskai Mardu. Black and like all those sweet decks. So you get to play those. And then we would just add in Return to Ravnica. So you'd get to play Revelation too. So <laughs> it would just be basically standard like seven years ago, plus a little bit. That's uh, th- that's a little spicy. I had a play group that used to keep the Sphinx's deck and the mono black deck sleeved in their bag. And then whenever we had time between tournament, like between rounds, they would just play it with, with each other. <laughs> they loved that format. So there much. was, there was a time where when birthing pod got banned as a birthday present, my girlfriend at the time had bought me uh, a glass case that had birth four birthing pods in it. And it had a little plate that said break in case of emergency. Unfortunately, birthing pods never been unbanned, but it reminds me of that. Just like one day hoping that we might get to see it again. I, there, there's always a chance, my friend. There is always a chance that we'll see it happen. I don't know about Birthing Pod, man. It's pretty yeah, messed up. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Listen, we've seen a lot of messed up stuff lately in terms of uh, in terms of formats and what we're playing right now. Where, you know, it, sometimes you just have to go back to what people think are the is the purest form of the game, and that is drafting. And that's kind of the team topic because, well, we got to play. Uh, some sort of team drafting. You got to kind of draft decks with members of teams, and a lot there was there was a lot of specific things going on, but also use of uh, different types of tools to help us along the way. And uh, Caroline, why don't you give us the quick rundown of what happened at the Swigoi team meeting in terms of drafting? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we used a program. So the website. Hopefully, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, someone's cursor is in the middle of it, so I can't read it very well. Okay. So it's mtgadraft.herokuapp.com. Um, and we, yeah, we'll definitely have it in the uh, show notes. But basically, it's like a draft simulator. There's tapped out GG or tap G or something like that also does one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really matter which one you use. This one in particular allows you to have a, a data link so you can send it to other people. So you can guarantee that all those all your friends are seeing the same draft as you. Um, it also allows you to import your um, MTGA uh, collection. So technically, if you wanted to play where you didn't have to craft any cards, you could draft with what you have on your collection. Um, I don't believe that that's really worth it, at least not for commons and uncommons. I would definitely have someone import their collection that has every common and uncommon. I think you would not want to draft skewed based on your collection for that. I understand for rares, if you're, you know, you don't really want to craft a rare based on a draft. I get that. That's fine. Um, I also imagine that if you're a drafter, you just have a lot of wild cards, so it's probably okay. I don't know. It's something I would think about is like, you could do that, but we have it turned so that you could just see all the cards. And I think that's probably best. Um, 
So the visual draft is very similar to MTGA. You double click, you double click to select, or you select a card and then you double click to pick it. It's all full images of the cards, uh, no alternate arts, so it's not confusing. Uh, and then there's timer. You can set the timer from any range. Uh, so I think we had 75 seconds, like pretty normal. It shows you the uh, who you're drafting to and who's drafting to you. And I believe the setting is default. I'm not sure if you turn this off, but the setting is just um, zone drafting. So everybody has to take a pick, or this is actually more than zone drafting, but everyone has to take a pick before the next pack comes. Um, so that was kind of interesting as well. Uh, and then at the very end, there's something called a draft log. So you can click on it and then you can click on which drafter you want to view. And then it shows pick one all the way to pick 45. Um, and that was really interesting. Uh, in fact, I was late to this recording because I was just going through someone's draft. I could have gone through everybody's draft. I could have talked about everybody's draft the whole night. Like it was really fascinating to be to see every single pick along the whole chain and visually be able to see it, um, be able to talk about it. Like a person couldn't say like, oh, I don't remember what I took over that. I can be like, well, I know what you took over that and it's wrong. <laughs> no, not actually. But it was really cool that you got to like really see through it. And then of course you can export to Arena. And then from there you can play against, uh, you can either play for fun, play for reels, whatever. Uh, I was really impressed with the software. So um, also it was really great because a lot of our draft, a lot of our team, um, we don't often talk about actual drafts. We often show the decks at the end and we often talk about records and we say like, oh, this was good in the games or this played out really well. But I don't think we, our team in particular doesn't talk enough about pick order. And I think this was like a really clear, like looking at the draft logs really quickly, I'm like, okay, we need to talk about pick order or we need to work on this. Or like, it gave me like a huge window of a space that we need to improve on for sure. So that was cool. Were you able to save the logs or do they, are they, based in your cookies you think so i think they're saved to the session id because i was able to pull up um oh no you know what maybe they just saved the most recent draft yeah they okay. must just save the most recent draft because it would be cool it was really cool that we could see everyone's picks and then maybe like next week now we draft this week Next week, we talk about, like, why we drafted and what's right and wrong. We could actually do that, like, on two weeks. Yeah, so I... Draft. Well, that's actually what our team made. That's their topic next week. You might not have seen it. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, um, cool. I refreshed it, and it was still there, so... Cool. Can you download it or no? Uh, Download full log, yeah. Oh, cool. Here, I'm just going to put it in the... Yeah, maybe I... you download and put it in the chat. I'd be I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> that way we have it for next week. Perfect. I think this one's probably a text file, which is not as good. Um, Brandon doesn't want to read text. <laughs> honestly, like I had nothing but great things to say. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that you could see the pics and go through your log. It's even great for yourself, right? You can just go through and be like, wow, I took a lot of rares and my deck's great. <laughs> or um, oh, no. there were definitely some choices where I personally was like, oh, shoot, these are two tough picks. Um, and I'd love, like, to talk about them later kind of thing. So, uh -huh. I, I don't know. I really appreciate it. We forced uh, Eric to draft. That was also kind of fun. <laughs> Speak of the devil. For you. <laughs> I was going to say, tell me how it was, Eric. How did you, how did you experience being the, uh, the draft expert that you are? You're really a specialist in that format. Uh, I'm going to be 100% honest. 
Um, I first picked a Jeskai card that I know has Mutate, and it's a rare. Um, I literally couldn't tell you what it does, but it has Vigilance. Um, and then I, my, my first, like, so like, I was just like, okay, well, I'll just be like, Jeskai Mutate stuff. And then there was like a lot of green cards coming around. So I was like, okay, green seems open. So I like, I kind of shifted over to green. And then I, in pack two, I opened a card that said Vigilance, or was it Vigilance Creatures gain, pay one, tap it, and you can tap another creature. Uh, so I thought that was cool because you could like attack and then you could tap things. And then I was like, and that goes with my first pick, which I don't think I ended up playing. Um, but then at that point, I was like, well, I have a bunch of these Mutate Matters cards and a bunch of these Vigilance Matters cards, or I guess just one Vigilance Mattered card. Um and basically went all in on Vigilance and Mutate. Um, Caroline said there was a card that like people passed that she got very late. Um, I still don't know what the card is. And the reason that I passed it was because I literally didn't read it because it didn't have Vigilance. It wasn't a creature and it didn't have Mutate. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I think if, if I would have... Uh, basically, I, I think if... Like, I'm a person that definitely tests for formats that I'm going to play, and I don't know the next time I'll actually draft. Um, so if I, like, obviously, if I, I think I thought I would take in, like, the time to draft, I, th I think the biggest problem, or the biggest thing for me, or the hurdle for me was, like, I felt like with a, with the timer, um, I just, like, didn't want to, like, waste everyone's time. I think I would have probably just, like, ran out of time, like, on every pick. See, that's interesting. I, I would have sat there probably as well and just been like, well, I could but I could do this as well. But I would be the person that would be fretting over two cards when someone's just being like, no, those are the two terrible cards. Pick pick the good the good card, Brasky. You want the good card. I was like, oh, of course I did. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted. That's what it's like coaching me, especially in terms of like mm, draft because it's always very, very interesting. Sean, what was your experience with the, the team drafting? Yeah, I thought it was actually a lot of fun. I think it's a very good tool that in the future I would recommend that we use again. I mean, maybe there's a draft GP that we all are going to end up going to or something like that, but it was a really cool experience. And Caroline's right, like the log is like very helpful, I think, that like seeing like me, for example, like Caroline told me, like, I thought you should have picked this over that. I was like, oh, sure, that makes total sense. Like, it's very helpful to understand, uh, like pick, pick order and why things matter. So I think it's a very helpful tool. I ended up drafting a sweet, Blue-red spells deck. One of my first picks was uh, Flame Spill, and then my second pick was Ominous Seas, which is the one in a blue enchantment. When you draw a card, you put a counter on it, and then when you have eight counters on it, you can remove it, remove the counters and make an 8-8. Eight -eight. So I just ended up playing Blue-Red Cycling, and I just have a bunch of cycling cards and removal and a couple, like, you know, draw spells and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a Blue-Red Control deck, but deck's really cool. I'm going to actually... I uploaded it into Arena... I want to try to battle someone from the draft, but it's a really cool idea. It's a cool thought experiment. I think it's a really good tool that we're going to be able to use in the future. Nice. That's what I like to see. That seems very, very cool. Um, I, you know, on my end, uh, that's something where, you know, I'm not in on, on, on those particular meetings. So I'm sitting there just being like, Oh, that's, that's what Brasky needs in order to uh, really, hit the next level of his game as he just needs friends to draft with him and for the most part just tell me all what i'm doing wrong but also hopefully show me what i can do right eventually well first you gotta find some friends for asking yeah yeah i'm working on that it's this whole <laughs> social distancing is terrible for that kind of thing i tell you what but eventually when i do find them i will get better at the game 
because that's what the the best part of the Magic the Gathering is the gathering. That's what gets us better at the game. So that's what I want, want to know is what are we doing to get better at the game of Magic this week? Conan Hawk, let's start with you. Um, basically just continuing what I was doing the last, uh, the last couple of weeks, right? Is, um, I guess not last couple of weeks, but like the last week or so, just playing any deck that I see on Twitter and, and seeing the ins and outs and seeing what's good. Um, probably going to end up having to play some of Sean's like control style decks, uh, probably forced to do that. But, uh, you know, uh, just like figure out what is it like it, it can Loris survive in a in a format full of you know sweepers and and graph diggers cages or is it time to to learn Jeskai fires again with a new karuga card is it time to learn um i can never remember its name it's the five four blinky dragon thing yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it's just blinky dragon thing yeah i like i like blinky dragon thing um that's so the, like i mean that's the alternate art <laughs> not a dragon this is very disrespectful <laughs> i mean i i've i've only i only kind of know what the card is it is. a giant bird i can't even remember what it's it an is. elemental is it i know you're talking we're, we're all talking about the same card here right yorion yorion the yeah, card that the makes you play card plus deck. 20 yeah yeah okay so it makes sure all the six <laughs> of the card uh, we played that card in in modern um on my screen i watched that and it was awesome by it the way it was awesome <laughs> Galen had a board state where it was like Huntmaster, Soul Herder, Kiki Jiki, and I was like, play Yorion. We won Soul that Herder. match. <laughs> what? Our opponent was at infinite life. You could have won, right? Because you have... No, we did win. We won. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. That, I thought you said you didn't win. I was like, oh, no. We, no. Did. we, okay, we cool. were playing against an opponent that was playing um like a spike feeder uh, combo deck that lets them gain infinite life. And so Sam messaged the, the opponent was like, hey... I promise to not kill you through non-infinite damage so you don't have to do the loop. Because on Moto, you have to click the cards a bunch to gain infinite life. So we just, we told the opponent just not to do it. We just won't do chip damage at them. And then we killed them with our own infinite damage. Because our infinite damage beats their infinite life for some reason. I don't know how. Well, because they lost their spike feeder, so they couldn't gain infinite right. life anymore. Right, right, right. And then you just make plus one Restoration Angel plus Kiki-Jiki. Yeah. Anyway, but, it was yeah. it was interesting. Anyway, oh, Yorion is the card that you're thinking of. Yeah, it was so awesome. It was like Kiki Jiki makes a copy of this creature, and that comes in, makes another hot master. There's like then Soul Herder triggers, End Step gets bigger, blinks a thing. Like, oh man, it was so awesome to watch. But yeah, Yorion's really cool. Dude, I like that. I you know, uh, Sean, I need to see you cast sometime, but only those types of decks because it would probably sound the equivalent of watching like a CS:GO stream of like <laughs> the players getting really really hyped, and we're just watching button clicks in magic online but your level of intensity would be that like counter-strike kind of level of intensity yeah i uh i watch a lot of like uh league of legends announcements and it's just like when something play goes on sometimes they pan to the announcers and the announcers are just like popping off and like basically ripping their shirts off and just like things are going crazy it's hilarious that'll be me for that, sure yeah that's what we need we just need pop popping off in magic the gathering online <laughs> Oh, he's going to sit there. Is he going to drop it? Oh, he does it on his end step. Oh, <laughs> cruel ultimatum. Oh, look at what happened. Where's your splitter twin now? Uh, but uh, when we're not uh, popping off, you know, on uh, online uh, ancient forms of Magic the Gathering, there's other things we can be doing to get better this weekend. Uh, Caroline, what are you doing? Um, I don't know yet. It's kind of early. It's only Monday. Um, Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Sorry. <laughs> Um, it's a very Monday I'm passing statement. this weekend, I think, 
with Brasky. Brasky, we casting? Indeed, I think we are. I think Conehawk's going to take over the production range this time around. That's exciting. Yeah, he I can am eat chips currently in learning how to use OBS Studio because of it. Yeah, darn tootin'. Um, and and we're then, playing, yeah, we're casting the Super Arena Cup from Mythic Society, so that would be cool. Um, and then I don't know. I've been really enjoying the Sunday Pioneer challenges. Um, they've been really fun for me, except they're kind of early. But I like Pioneer occasionally, so that's that's it. I, I had aspirations of making Mythic and Limited, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Boy, I really believe you when you say it like that. That's yeah. With that kind of gumption, I think I think we're well on the we're well on the way. And I think that uh, yeah, it, we're gonna have Conan Hawk on production this time around, and then even and then even more so eventually, uh, we'll we'll teach the ways to Mister Toolshed Sean Gallagher, so that we can. Uh, you know, have him behind the behind the mic on production, which should be a good amount of fun as well. And then uh, I think I who else do we not talk? Oh yeah, Sean, what are you, what are you doing to get better at the game of Magic this week? Yeah, so like I said earlier, I was playing a bunch of Azorius Control. I'm kind of crushing it right now, hot streak, all that. I'm gonna continue that hot streak, make my way to Mythic, hopefully. Um, right now, I'm about to hit Plat, so. Got a little bit of ways to go, but um, it should be a good time. I'm having a really great time playing Azorius. Going to keep doing that. And then this Saturday, I will be playing in the Mythic Society Community Cup, I believe. Um, is that what you guys are? That's what you guys are hosting, Exactly. Right? You're playing yeah. in the exact thing that we're casting. Yeah, so I'll be playing in that. I'll probably be playing some version of Blue White. And I hope to make a camera match. You guys get to bash me as much as you want. Like, oh, please. <laughs> we wouldn't bash you. Only if you misplayed. And then you so you you will destroy me. Got it. True. Yeah. No. You... Uh, we only bash you if uh, if you register some sort of blue white control deck. So. Oh, okay. So I'm that, definitely that... getting roasted. Got it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I know but, that. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, sorry. No, you guys. I was just gonna. I was just gonna wrap up and say, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm gonna be doing this week. I got a. I got a lot of work this week, so I'm actually working a lot, and then gonna be playing magic in between. But nothing too crazy for me. Just blue white control. A lot of work to be done. A lot of work to do. And uh, we've done a good amount of work on this podcast, and it was a good conversation. Nice, quick, to the point. I think I think that about does it this time around. And uh, we'll have plenty more to talk about next week in the world of Magic the Gathering, especially as Standard and all the other formats continue to develop. So I'm going to be interested to see what happens after that. But I'm also interested to know where I can find my co-hosts around the world on the Internet. Conan Hawk, let's start it with you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, at Conan Hawk, and then you can also find me uh, at twitch.tv slash Conan Hawk. Fantastic. Mr. Toolshed, where can folks find you? Twitch.tv slash Mr. Toolshed, and on Twitter, at Mr. Toolshed. I will be streaming on Saturday. I'll be streaming the Community Cup. I stream for about six hours today, so come hang out. Watch me punt games with Blue White, and watch us have a good time. I like all of those things. Caroline, where can folks find you? You can, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E, on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini, and on twitch.tv slash The Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays, and I always have a magic guest, but we don't always play magic. And we don't always have a podcast, because this one's done for the day. Uh, you can, of course, find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142, and you can find out all about Swagoi Gaming at Swagoi.com, S-W-A-G-O-I.com. And, of course, if you liked what you're listening to, 
uh, subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're on. Leave us a rating. Tell us how we're doing. If we have anyone, give us a review. I will I will shout you out directly on this podcast for better or for worse. I promise you that. And then I will, I will talk smack about you behind your back. You won't know about it. It's fine. But that's going to do it for us this week. And we'll be back next week. So we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Take yourself off mute, Sean, if you're going to say bye. I swear to... Oh, bye! Gah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> hey.